Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Peter Yang. Peter Yang is a commercial and editorial photographer based in Los Angeles, California. His work has appeared in magazines such as GQ, Rolling Stone, and Variety, as well as working with companies such as Comedy Central, Levi's, and Ray-Ban, to name a few. Peter is one of the leading celebrity and editorial photographers working today, so I was really excited to get a chance to speak with him about his work and experience within the photography world. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, uh, Peter Yang, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess just to kind of start off, I was kind of curious, like, where you grew up and what are kind of some of your earliest memories of photography? Um, I grew up in, in Texas, in, in Dallas, uh, about. And I think my first memory of photography, I have a few early ones. One was I was, like, in the Tulsa Zoo when I was a kid. Okay. And my mom said I could take one picture because we had... <laughs> I don't know if it was a roll of 24 or 36, but it was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, not a lot of film. So I went to the bat cave to take a picture, which probably was a mistake because yeah. when I got it back, it was just like a black frame with a glare mark in the middle. Yikes. Um, yeah. So my mom didn't let me take a picture again. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't really take another picture till college. I think okay. that I can remember. That's cool. So like, what were you kind of? What were you interested in growing up? Like, what kind of stuff were you doing when you were a kid before you kind of got into photography? You know, I like I like sports, but I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, you know, I tried my best. Yep. Uh, I like to draw a lot. Um, I played with Legos. Okay. When I was younger. Yeah. But um, I didn't really know. I didn't really know you could do creative stuff. You know, coming from like a. Uh, open-minded but traditional kind of Asian family, I, I sort of had that little list of jobs that I thought I could probably do, and I don't think anything creative was, was part of it. So I, I never considered it yeah. when I was a kid. That's cool. And I guess when did kind of photography come in the mix for you? I know you said you kind of started doing it when you were in college. Um, was that something, did you study photography, or what were you kind of going to school for? No, I went to I went to school for business. I think marketing maybe technically because um, it felt like uh, felt like there was maybe a chance to be creative there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that now. Yeah. And uh, I remember wearing like my one suit I had and going to a lot of career fairs and just being really hot. You know, it was like <laughs> Texas. It was like Austin. I went to I went to University of Austin, University okay. of Texas at Austin. I mean, and just like just sweating a lot and yeah. thinking. I just can't do a job where I have to wear a suit all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, somehow I found this little ad for, for the student paper and I didn't know anything about photography or taking pictures, but I was just so like, I was just so ready to learn something like that, that I just kind of soaked it all up and had a good mentor over there, a great mentor mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of picked it up. Oh, cool. You know? so, so did you end up, yeah. so you ended up just getting a degree in business? Um, uh, not not photography then well i ended up switching over um maybe two years in and i ended up getting a, a journalism degree oh wow. uh, photo, photo journalism degree yeah i don't know if I, I i had i had a really good instructor there where i learned a lot from but mostly you know it, it 
we didn't learn a ton technically or otherwise. So I, I got most of my learn on from uh, from the student paper and just from kind of being immersed in magazines and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. That's cool. What kind of stuff were you photographing um, when you were kind of at the newspaper? What kind of things were you kind of shooting when you first started out? Um, what was I shooting? Just a lot of press conferences. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exciting stuff oh, yeah. whatever whatever news needed to be done i remember uh, we're always hiring new coaches and stuff so i'd be at a lot of press conferences and there's this thing where they'd send us around campus just trying to find a feature photo that would kind of stand alone and you put a caption under it and people hated doing it because it was just what they sent you to do when there was nothing else to cover mm -hmm. um, but i always liked it because it was kind of a challenge trying to make a great picture out of someone feeding a squirrel or you know <laughs> yeah, what, whatever actually goes on around campus yeah it's kind of uh, I, I like that a lot yeah you feel like it was almost kind of good training i mean it, it's completely different to what you do now it seems like with all the editorial portraiture it's more of a production but it is kind of like sometimes you feel like in those shoots you gotta gotta make something out of nothing yeah it definitely carried on it, it carried a lot to my um earlier work because I think I, I ended up getting a job at a newspaper in Austin right afterwards. But my issue with working in, in newspapers was just that I had so much like creative ideas I wanted to do mm. that obviously in newspapers would be unethical because you're not supposed to move anything. So I didn't really feel like I have the freedom to create stuff. But when I actually went freelance and started shooting for magazines, I had such a journalism background that I was used to finding things and and uh, making the the best of my surroundings, and it actually took a long time to to learn to kind of affect the environment and the shot. Mm -hmm. But I think having that that journalism background was really cool for portraits and stuff early on. Yeah. So, like, when you kind of got you were working at the newspaper, um, was it always kind of your goal the whole time you were there? Like, did you always know you kind of wanted to do like editorial portraiture and like I know you do a lot of celebrity stuff now and whatnot? Was that always kind of your goal, or did that just kind of happen naturally, or how did that kind of come about? You think? Oh yeah, totally. That's that's exactly what I wanted to do. I was um, I was really uh, looking at a lot of magazines and. You know, it was sort of before, like, not sort of, it was before YouTube and all these ways you can learn stuff now. Mm -hmm. Back then, like, it, it was, it was like, how do you take a portrait with lights in an environment, you know, outdoors and make it look lit in a nice way? Like, that was an impossible question to answer. Or, like, how do you mm -hmm. get, how, you know, there's no, like, none that I could afford, like, battery powered lights. It was, before I think white lightning came out with that little battery pack yep. that changed the world for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, just trying to figure out places that I could get a long enough extension cord or figuring out how to attach things to car batteries. Yep. But, um, I remember with vanity fair, there was always the cover and then there'd be that little like eighth of a page picture be like a Annie Leibovitz behind the scenes shot. And you'd see like the setup, you'd see where the light was where the shadows fell and, it was like, I learned so much from that, just trying to, you know, um, use that behind the scenes photo and figure out like what they're using, how it all works and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
definitely because like you're working at a newspaper and when you're a newspaper photographer most of the time they're not using like strobes that much it's a lot of this like on the fly types uh, photojournalism stuff so while you're doing that job where you kind of on the side I'm um, just kind of working on your own like uh, portfolio kind of shooting portraits and working on your lighting is that something you're kind of working on at the same time yeah I had done an internship at uh I had done an internship. Oh, and I kind of forgot to answer the last question. Yeah. Got on a tangent. It's okay. But uh, I'd done an <laughs> I'd done an internship at uh, Newsday, and I took every cent I made, and I bought like three white lightning uh, monoblocks. Yep. They're called Zap One Thousands, and they were like bright gold. They're pretty tacky slash awesome. Hmm. Um, but yeah, when I was at the paper, um, I really wanted to do. Uh, I was really fascinated with celebrity, and that included anyone who was known including like college football players or whomever and um i was always scrambling to get like the the fall football issue i would talk to the um the movie critic and try to get you know a minute with with a with an actor coming in for for like a press junket or something and i i would be running at these things like trying to fight everyone off and get these best assignments and after a while, I realized no one else actually wanted to do them. Yep. I was <laughs> competing against nobody. That's good. <laughs> um, but I kind of, yeah, yeah, I kind of became the portrait guy. Like anytime there was a photo illustration, I think photo illustrations were a little little bigger back then. Hmm. Or like, you know, I got my uh, minute with Robert Duvall and I got my Elizabeth Berkeley shoot, you know, like all these, these shoot stars. Mm-hmm. Um, well... I was trying to be funny there, but actually, Robert <laughs> Duvall is a huge star. Yeah, <laughs> but um, just, you know, <laughs> getting to spend spend um spend time with, I don't know, it, it was great. And also, I was I was a pretty shy kid, mm. and um, always like I wanted to do, I wanted, I wanted these shots so bad. I remember in one case, I was I was talking, I think Woody Woody Allen's publicist. Yep, and uh, I was like twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And I just really, really wanted to get like a portrait of him off to the side with lights and everything. And she absolutely would not have it. And it was just going to be photographing him while he talked to the uh, the uh, interviewer. Yeah. And I just called her and I called her and I pressed and I pressed, which was completely against my personality. Mm. And I ended up getting, uh, I don't know, a minute with him That's off right. to the side with my light set up. And that was one of my first uh you know celebrity portraits i did well that's, so. pretty, that's pretty amazing i mean i was going to ask you that like being with with like you're shooting all these high profile people that you do is that something you run into a lot where the pr person they have their agenda on what they want to do but at the same time you're an artist you're trying to create a picture that you're proud of is that something you're like continually battling um just to kind of get what you want done in a job you know, I would say that was much more my experience early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely had these ideas that weren't totally PR friendly. And I kind of thought that anything worth doing would be something so artful that uh, that a publicist couldn't possibly understand, mm-hmm. you know, what it is. So I um, I used to battle them a little bit or I would you know, just sort of try to circumvent. Mm-hmm. And now with the way things are, it's not 
it's not so possible. There's a lot of discussions about what the photo shoot will be, especially ones with a lot of production. Mm -hmm. And also, especially in editorial, budgets are limited. So you can't say we're going to put aside this extra, you know, however many thousands of dollars to do this little set or prop piece. And uh, we'll see, you know, we'll just kind of throw it on them and see what they feel. Mm. So I I think I'm much more about communicating with people. Um, I I think I have a lot of interest in in, um, having my own voice in a picture, but I think it's important to me that people look good, Mm -hmm. that they look cool. You know, when I say good, I don't mean like, you know, so much from a retouching standpoint or from fully a beauty standpoint, but I don't know. Sometimes like people, when people are being funny or doing ridiculous things, I still want them to look cool, you know, and I want people to have, if they're making a funny face, I want it to be a a handsome funny face. Or I I think I just have an aesthetic that, that is flattering to people, but hopefully still makes images that are, that are a little interesting. So I find that, um, I don't, I get along with the publicist pretty well. That's you good. know, yeah, it's a good skill. This, yeah. uh, I mean, I think that's a lot of being a portrait photographer. It's communication and being able to talk yeah. to people and kind of get your ideas across. Um, do you think that's something you've always been good at, or if have you gotten stronger at it the longer you've been doing this? You think? Um. Uh, yes and no. I I think if I'm going to give myself credit for one thing, it's I think I've always been like a pleasant generally likable person it's how i was able to be a very skinny kid and uh beaten up zero times mm-hmm. uh my whole childhood so I, I i'm very proud of that accomplishment <laughs> um but um i think in terms of communicating with people especially like very directly mm-hmm. um that took a long time that takes a certain amount of personality i didn't necessarily come up with and that takes a, a certain amount of confidence I definitely didn't have. But I think through repetition and just through, I think it's just got to be through repetition and experience. I feel a lot more comfortable yeah. um, communicating. And so I, I, I think it's a, it's a nice combo, hopefully, that, that I still, I don't know, I'm very respectful of my subjects and I want them to have a good experience and feel comfortable and all that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely interject myself now more than more than I have in the past. Yeah. So, no, that makes um, that, yeah, that makes sense. And I guess just to kind of go back a little bit, um, like you said, you're working at the newspaper. Um, how did you kind of go from working at the newspaper to kind of going into the freelance direction where you are now? Um, how did that transition kind of happen? Um, like, how long were you at the newspaper, and then how did you kind of make the transition to becoming like an editorial photographer? Yeah, I was at the newspaper for a total of, um, geez, four years, three years, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, for a little bit. I mean, I've definitely, like, I've chased tornadoes and shot a lot of football games and Mm. bought news and beauty pageants and whatever, Mm. all the good stuff we do. Yeah. Um, But I I think I was trying to, uh, I started out really shooting for Texas Monthly, which is uh, based out of Austin. Great magazine. yeah, Great Magazine works for for those who don't know about it. You know, at the time when I was shooting, you know, Mary Ellen Mark was shooting for and uh, Dan Winters and, you know, uh, many Keith Carter, many Matt Mahern, all, the, all these folks. Yeah. So being kind of local in town, I was able to get a few like smaller assignments with them. 
And, um, and so then when people from magazines were looking for a photographer in Austin, they would usually call Texas Monthly and, and get recommendations. And I was kind of on the short list. So I was able to shoot for, uh, you know, for like Rolling Stone and interview and people and, and kind of these cool New York magazines, uh, you know, the assignments that weren't important to them enough to send someone from New York or L.A. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really, really great way to start. Yeah, it's amazing. And, um, yeah. It's just kind of kind of referrals pretty much. Just, you kind of work with somebody and they kind of give you a name and it kind of just kind of builds and builds, you think. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, maybe at the time, like, three really good photographers in Austin, mm -hmm. plus me. Yep. So that's three and a half. <laughs> so it was, like, uh, whatever whatever assignments came, you know, the chance that one of us got one of them was pretty good. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, because, like. Now, what, now I think there's a lot more. Yeah, because, like, what was in your portfolio at that time? Because you're at the newspaper were you kind of actively building a portfolio of like portraits and things um, to kind of make that transition to doing more of that type of work? Well, sure. I'll tell you who is in my portfolio. Robert Duvall. Okay. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> uh, Woody Allen. Wow. No. Um, well, no, that was, that was, that was my full celebrity experience. Yeah. You know, just like portraits of, um, and when I, when I list these people, like the pictures in hindsight are, are pretty jokingly, not impressive yep. um but i think just having them in it, it felt like something t to me mm. um but yeah just like uh i probably had a self-portrait in there pictures of friends you know people i've shot uh what's crazy to me is is i thought the world of my work at the time i think i've never been more confident about my work mm. uh earlier on than i am now like yeah now i kind of i just see myself I don't know. I've done a lot of stuff, but I see a lot of talent out there, and I'm just glad to be in the mix. I yeah. think back then I was pretty impressed with what I'd done, but I look at I look at my work then now, and I compare it to like younger photographers I talk to, and and the quality of work out there today is just yeah, yeah, the, eons eons above. Yeah, where, the, you know and, where we were. So. Yeah, and every year there's just more and more people getting into the business, so it's like I think I think it's kind of good to have the attitude, just kind of. Um, look at other people's work and it kind of helps you kind of motivate yourself sometimes I think because like even like you you've shot so many different assignments and things do you like now do you look at the work you shot like three years ago do you still like it or is it like you kind of look at it like oh, I could have done this better or like how do you kind of view it you feel like you're just kind of continually kind of evolving pretty much um yeah I think so I don't I don't I don't look back too much. I mean, I, I kind of have to because, you know, we have to do the website and mm -hmm. constantly put together PDFs for, um, you know, bidding on jobs and, and stuff like that. I actually generally have, uh, have people in my office do that because I have a really hard time editing, looking at work and figuring out how to put it together. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really actually don't like editing at all. I just kind of like, like shooting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, I probably should look at pictures and figure out how I should have done it better. I, I, there are times where, where something, you know, if it didn't go as well as I, I wanted out, you know, I'll talk to, mm. to my in-house, to my in-house producer and we'll, we'll, uh, just 
try to figure out what it was, you know, because I, I feel like I, I'm always giving a, a hundred percent effort. Yeah. So it's not the lack of effort, mm-hmm. but it's like, what could we have done differently? And, and uh, I like to blame it on the situation, but uh, I'm sure it's me. It's I don't me know. Sometimes. I think at least for me, <laughs> at least for me, like when I take pictures, I'll take a photo and I'll be proud of it for a couple of days. But then it's like, all right, on to the next one, and just keep kind of building. That's the way I kind of look at it. It's just you got to get at least. It's like a rush. I don't know about you, but like anytime you take a good photo, you're proud of. Like you get that spark. Yeah. You're proud of it for a couple of days, but then after a while, it's like, all right, can't look at it anymore. Got to shoot the next one. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think now it's just like there's so much production that goes into these photos mm-hmm. that for the most part, a lot of times I feel that a lot of the work is done before I even get get to the shoot. Okay. So sometimes capturing the image to the the level that I had hoped is is it feels more like a relief than an accomplishment. Okay. And uh, and so um, so. So yeah, yeah, I tend to enjoy things looking at them kind of later on rather mm-hmm. than than at the moment for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, cuz like the thing that I've always found interesting about your photography is that you kind of do a mix of things like like you said sometimes there'll be like these um sets you'll build and then other times you'll you'll just make it real basic this natural light in a studio. Um is it kind of something you enjoy kind of trying different things, kind of different styles kind of? Yeah, I think um I think uh, mixing it up is is really interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and and even when the shoots are are quite a bit of production, I think my aesthetic is more to have it look a little bit simpler and easier than that. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of a lot of the shoots that are very simple are actually, you know, pretty high production type deals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But. Uh, no, that's, yeah. that's cool. And I guess, how did you go from, um, you're living in Texas, you're kind of starting to shoot some like editorial things with Texas Monthly. Um, did, how, how did you make the transition? Cause I believe you lived in, you ended up moving to New York for a while and kind of started shooting out of New York. Yeah. So I was, I, um, after the newspaper, I kind of freelanced in Austin for a year mm-hmm. and then I noticed, um, you know, if there was like a, a CEO shoot in 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 Tulsa or something, I keep talking about Tulsa, yeah. but I get sent over there. Okay. But if it was it was something cooler, they would always send someone from 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 out of town. Mm. And so I I was kind of at that point. I don't know if I actually was, but I felt sort of like a like a big fish in a little pond, and and I was ready to move to New York and be a little fish in a big pond. Yeah. And when I when I got there. I called all the folks that I work with thinking I had all these connections and stuff, but uh, I, I kind of quickly realized that um, it was great that they had me to work with in Austin, but now in New York, I was just Another, not yeah. a great asset yeah. <laughs> anymore, which yeah. makes sense in hindsight, but at the time I, I didn't really realize it'd be the case. Hmm. So I actually feel like I regressed when I moved there. You know, I, I was way less busy I was shooting uh, a lot of assignments for small business magazines. You know, I was looking at Craigslist for, for extra jobs. The same thing. Um, watching a lot of Jeopardy. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was tough 
at first. Yeah, because you're, you're basically uh, starting from scratch and kind of building your clientele up again because you're in a new city with new people. Um, is that Did it kind of take you a while to kind of get your work out there in New York City? And what were you kind of doing to market yourself once you got there? Were you just trying to show your book as much as you could? Or what were you kind of doing once you kind of initially got there? I, well, I was trying to show my book. Um, I was sending out little postcards. I, I've never been been great at that, but mm. you kind of have to. When what else am I going to do? Yep. Um, mainly, I was uh, the coolest friend to all my photographer friends because people kept calling me. Uh, magazine people would keep calling me and say, "Are you in Texas?" Yep. And I'd be like, "No, I don't. I live in New York now." And they're like, "Oh, good. Well." we have a shoot in Texas. Do you have someone you can recommend? Mm. Oh, I was, my friends in Texas, I was just giving them assignments of just, you know, all the stuff I wanted to shoot. <laughs> and, um, I had done my first Rolling Stone assignment in, uh, when I lived there. Mm. And then, uh, when I got to New York, like a year into it, they asked me if I was in Texas and I was like, yes, I can be. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they're like, great, we, we, great. We've got uh, my chemical ramp romance to shoot. I'm wow. like, all right, I'm there. What day is it? Yeah. So I flew myself there. I shot it. Uh, it went, it went well. I, I remember it being like in Dallas, and it was like over 100 degrees, and I feel like all their makeup was like melting off, and and uh, but they were they were a sport, and I pushed them as much as I could, and did a nice shoot. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got me back in with Rolling Stone. So I started working with them a bit more. And then, you know, having that in my book made me look a little cooler than having all, you know, business portraits. Yeah. So that kind of led to other cooler magazines and mm-hmm. it kind of just went from there. Yeah, it kind of just goes to show you, you, you really got to kind of take any opportunity you can because you, you never know what it can lead to, you, you know. Um, at least that's what I've kind of learned from doing this. Like the littlest shoot sometimes can lead to like a new client and kind of build off it. Do you feel like with your career, has it been kind of like a slow and steady build or has it been like one shoot? Do you think that kind of bumped you up and kind of got you more well-known or do you feel like it's just kind of been like a steady progression um, from where you started? Oh, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a steady I think it's a steady progression for sure. Um, I feel like I was really fortunate that it, it was a steady progression, but it was a pretty, pretty like fast progression. Cause I remember like when I moved to New York every year, I was do, getting more work and better work than the year before by a pretty, pretty significant margin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was nice, but it definitely like, if I had to graph it, it's definitely like a, upward rising straight line there wasn't any exponential curve and um people always i mean if there was ever a bump it was you know when i when i photographed um obama in 2008 at the most perfect time and perfect everything yeah um that even that you know i feel like there was definitely a good bump afterwards but it's still a fairly linear line so Yep. I don't. I don't know that there's a field. I don't know this is a field that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think you got to be. That, you got to be in it for the long haul. There, it's not like a. It's, yeah. It's the weirdest job in the world because there's so many people that want to do it. It's not like, it's not like a, 
it's not like a normal career. Like if you want to be a lawyer, you do X, Y, and Z, and you'll probably get to this end destination. But with photography, it's kind of, you never know where it's going to go. At least that's the way it kind of seems sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's pretty, yeah. That's pretty inter interesting. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Photographing Obama, which I know you photographed uh, Bill Clinton as well. Um, mm -hmm. How was that shoot photographing Obama? Was that the first president you had photographed at that point? Um, I'm trying to think. I think so in a portrait capacity. I, I'm pretty sure I photographed, uh, you know, I photographed W back in my Austin days, but he wasn't a president. So, okay. so, um, so no, yeah, I, I guess he was the first. Wow. Um, but by far, like if, uh, if you, you know, I think there's so much, there's so much luck involved in this, mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like, the opportunity to photograph Barack Obama in 2008 is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, yeah, definitely. you know, because, because when photographing people, um, there seems to be the sense that, that, um, what am I trying to say? I think I got a nice, I think I got a nice picture and I think I got a nice moment. But I think he did 95% of the work, you know, like who he is at that time, at that moment. I've gotten lots of cool portraits along the way, but they aren't, they aren't that because they weren't him, yeah. you know. So just like I just iconic. feel, I just, yeah, yeah, it's iconic because the magazine chose it, because they ran it without lines, because he's Barack Obama, and I, I'm just kind of a part of it. So I definitely feel like being a part of, history or a part of you know yeah definitely a, a part of it all yeah and with like a shoot like that did you kind of have like a goal in mind like what you were hoping to get out of it like did the ma magazine kind of give you a lot of direction on what they're kind of hoping to get out of that shoot because um, I believe looking at the photos you shot them like on a seamless and then you also had like a one interesting photo I was always curious about it was like him sitting like at a table with like a laptop and there's like hard drives uh but yeah, what was kind of your goal kind of going into that shoot when you were photographing him? Yeah, so I, um, my, you know, the goal of photographing like that is always to try to get something a little different than what's been out there. Mm -hmm. And I looked at a lot of the portrait shoots that had been done of him. And there was a lot of smiles at camera and like really nice portraits of him. It, it, he's very charismatic and a great looking Yeah human being so so that part isn't too hard um but you know i'd done that shoot for rolling stone we had done a ton of research and they gave me a ginormous stack of papers um that had every like every photo of him ever taken and i i kind of realized that the most interesting shots of him were these little candid moments mm. where you know, like the way he laughed, the way, you know, just the moments when, when he wasn't aware of the camera. And while that wasn't, I'd love to say that was the goal going into it. Yep. Um, I think my only goal going into it was to, was to capture, capture a moment of some sort. Mm. And, um, and it, it kind of stuck in my head. So the one thing I did, which, which felt really novel to me at the time, I, I do it pretty regularly now is that when you've given a very, you know, small amount of time to shoot, I think I had 10 minutes with him. I Maybe I ended up with 15, I think. Yeah. 
there's this chance to just, there's just this idea to shoot and shoot and shoot. Yeah. And, um, what I actually, what I actually did at the time was I, I just shot enough to make sure I got, I got the shot, which didn't take very long. Okay. Uh, you know, straight on smiles, tighter headshots, pulled back a little bit, but then I just put my camera down and I, and I started, you know, chatting with him a little bit, mm-hmm. which I never did at the time. And we talked a little bit and, you know, I had my camera just under my chin. Yep. Um, and after a while, I don't remember what was said. I said something, he said something, but he kind of, he kind of just proceeded to laugh and, and instinctively I, I just got that moment wow. and didn't even realize until, until afterwards. Hmm. And after we did the, the portrait shoot, um, you know, people always think like that's his office or his computers, but that's, you know, that's our computers that we're attacking with. Okay. That, that stack of papers are actually, if you look at it, they're photos of him. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't have stacks of photos of himself. But that was a lot of the reference material I was looking at yep. to get kind of inspired for the shoot. So we just we just asked him to sit down, um, sit down behind the desk. And and there's a lot of other uh, other pictures okay. there, but but just to just to get a moment. Yeah, I loved you know, it. With him. I, I loved it because I knew it was your guys' gear just because of like the rugged hard drive. It just like because every <laughs> every photographer has like a hundred of those things, and I was like, it was like this like a simple situation. But I loved it. It was it was just kind of different. It wasn't so like like polished in the sense. It was more kind of like this kind of a candid moment. Uh, I, I kind of love that stuff. Um, but that that is. Smart. Oh, I that. Yeah, that's all thanks to Jody. Jody, who who was who was then and for many years was the photo director at Rolling Stone. She was the one who said, you know, sit down and just get a quick shot of him. At the, I mean, and that's exactly what I do these days. But at the time, I thought if a picture wasn't lit by strobes, it was, it was no good. You know, that was my style at the time, and that was just that was shot at like. 3200 which was unthought of in 2000 wow. what eight with yeah. the cameras back then at that new nikon d3 mm. and that was just overhead fluorescent lights and and everything mm. um yeah. and so it just felt like a journalism shot to me yeah. and i didn't i didn't really care for it that much at the time but mm. you know yeah yeah no i loved it but yeah like you were saying um it is smart like to kind of take a step back like in those like situations because obviously you're photographing like uh, the president your your adrenaline's probably going and like you said um it's kind of easy just to shoot all the time but like taking a step back and kind of looking at the situation um th- that seems like a really smart thing to do you feel like you you kind of get more out of the shoot rather than this kind of hitting the motor drive and like going for bulk i guess <laughs> yeah well and it works sometimes, and it doesn't always work. I, I'd photographed uh, um, President Clinton mm-hmm. uh, maybe a year later. No, it was a couple of years later. And I wanted to get sort of the same thing, like a moment. Mm-hmm. And I had all the confidence in the world. I had a lot of prepared questions and material and, and all that. And I was spinning gold. I said some things, and <laughs> he did not break. Yeah. He was he, – he knew how he wanted to look. Yeah. He knew – you know, he, he could, he could acknowledge my comments without breaking character one bit. So, so, uh, there's a little luck involved. Um, but I, I, my, my photographs of him are exactly what he gave me. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's tough because you're dealing with people and you don't know what they're going to be like on a day to day. Because I'm sure you're photographing so many different people. Some people are gonna they're gonna have a bad day and not gonna give you exactly what you want. Um, but what do you think? How do you kind of deal with like uh, 
difficult subjects and things like that nature? Like, um, how do you kind of handle those shoots? You think? Um, well, so to to go back on that thought, I I had I photographed Obama three times over the years, mm-hmm. and um, that first time, the time that the the shot, the Rolling Stone shot, just you know, he had just come back from a long vacation and he was super relaxed and it was great. The next time I photographed him, I had like three minutes. And then the next time was at the White House and he was dealing with fiscal cliff negotiations and his mind was yeah. on, I don't know, saving our country or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, uh, it's like all the stars have to align, you know, it's, it's anytime someone tells me a subject is, I don't, I can't tell you how many times someone has told me, a, a certain celebrity or a certain subject is terrible or miserable and I meet them and it couldn't be any different, mm-hmm. you know? And even I've had my experiences with certain people and I, I always have a disclaimer on just, I just said they were difficult the day I shot them and this might be why, or they might just yeah. be super unhappy people. I don't know what, but I can't say that just because I had this experience. You're going to have that, you know, you're going to have the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, w- when you ask about dealing with, difficult people um i i have no issues with dealing with 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 people that aren't aren't nice Mm -hmm. you know i don't have a i don't have a issue with that at all like my goal is to create a memorable portrait and to me anybody who gets in the way of doing that is the challenge Mm -hmm. and that includes a lot of really nice people there's plenty of lovely people who 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 are very challenging to get a nice shot of. Mm. So that's that's all I care about because in the in the end I have my own friends and my own family and, and I, I'd love to be able to speak really fondly of a person mm. but um all I care about is the photo. Yeah. So yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I don't really care how they are. Yeah. Yeah. And like like you were saying, like you'll do research sometimes. Is that something you do with everyone you shoot? Do you think it's like important? Like when you, I know you shoot like uh actors and comedians and musicians um do you do a lot of research with each subject do you photograph or how do you kind of approach each shoot you think i do a lot of research for the ones that i need to to research Mm -hmm. um i think i i also i also like uh have always had a lifetime lifetime fascination with pop culture and i still do Mm -hmm. so i really keep up on it it's fun for me and i feel very fortunate that all that, uh, you know, I photographed uh, Fred Armisen recently mm. and I don't even consider myself like I'm not in the Fred Armisen fan club or anything, but I enjoy comedy and I enjoy his work. So I was able to talk to him about, you know, his, his stand-up special and a lot of the stuff he's done. And, and, um, and, and it's nice to be able to connect mm-hmm. with that, you know, like that with people. Um, I don't really, I don't really go out of, my way to to um be able to talk about everyone's work i just kind of want to have like a respectful level of acknowledging you know mm-hmm. somebody so um uh so so yeah like like that a lot of people i do need to look up and and yeah. see what they're up to and yeah. and the thing you find out is 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 uh wikipedia is full of errors oh yeah man <laughs> Oh man, I know that firsthand. I've definitely repeated a lot of facts to people, and they're like, "Yeah, did you read my wiki page?" I'm like, "Yep." They're like, "That's wrong." 
Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tried. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, like, you know, one thing I always kind of ask people is did it kind of take you a while to kind of find like your aesthetic or like your photographic style, the way you shoot? Um, do you feel like it's important to have like a distinct style when you're like working as like an editorial commercial photographer? Like, is it something you're like conscious of like while you're shooting, you think? Um, I think it's very important to have some kind of a style because especially now with so many people, I think you need to have a reason for people people to hire you you know i think level one of that is is uh, an editor especially if they haven't worked with you need to like have some sort of sense of what they're going to get get back you know and and so um i think i think it's pretty important and just just as an artist it doesn't mean that everything has to look the same but i think you do have to have a good a good point of view um, for me, I think early on, I had a very, very strong sense of style that helped me a lot. You know, I lit every picture, no matter what situation it was exactly the same way. Yeah. I always found, uh, uh, I was very inspired by Dan Winters mm. at the time. And, uh, I, I think I was probably just channeling him for, for, for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so helpful because it brought, it brought me, luckily I wasn't as good and it was my version. So I think my, I think my version of it looked different enough that maybe people didn't know, but I was trying to. Um, But anyway, I I think I shot everything the same way and I framed it a way that whenever I went to a situation, I searched for what I thought was the right answer to that picture. When I looked at magazines, I only liked stuff that was like, visually look like what I was trying to do. Okay. Any anyone doing anything else, I was like, that's not good. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that became a little limiting because there's situations where you don't want to light that way, where you should look for natural light or you should do this or should do that. But I, I feel very lucky that for the first like four or five years of my shooting, I had a very narrow sense of what was good and I, I kind of I kind of stuck to it. Yeah. That makes, and, that makes sense. And you know, the one thing yeah. I, I've always kind of like enjoyed about your work is like, I know you said you lit everything when you first started off, but looking at your website now, it's really an interesting mix of like, you'll do natural light. And then sometimes you'll break out like the Octabank and whatnot. But then other times it looks like you're almost like on camera flash for some stuff. Um, but it all, it all makes sense. Like you, you can tell it's the same photographer. Um, what do you think it is? It's just kind of how you, or kind of presenting your subjects that allows you to kind of use different lighting techniques, I guess. Um, if that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, geez, thanks for saying that by the way. Cause I, I, uh, I always feel that I do these very different things and the people around me are like, no, this stuff isn't really as, <laughs> as different as you think it is, you know, it kind of looks like the same person did it. Yeah. And in a way I'm disappointed because I think I'm, I'm pushing all these different things, but I think in reality it's probably, probably good that I don't, I'm not like uh photographically schizophrenic or okay. something. Yeah. Um, Shout out to all the, you know, no offense. Um, but I, I think like, uh, I think I, I've been doing this for a while. I, I'm definitely a lot more inspired by continuous lights and natural light these days. Mm. 
And um, I do think a lot about what I'm trying to say with lighting um, and what kind of emotion it conveys. And I think a lot about, you know, I'm, I'm very inspired almost wholly by fashion photography right now, mm. how they pull, they kind of, it's a very like aesthetically based thing and, and how I think in fashion, it's, it's not so, you know, it's not about, they can do more with models. Like the lights don't have to be, the light doesn't have to be so perfect and, and it feels more real sometimes. And I try to bring that into, it's hard to bring that into celebrity portraiture because in the end, I, I'm, I, I feel like I must flatter people. I must show enough of someone, mm. but I'm, I'm always trying to come from a point of, of, I'm always trying to push myself a little bit. And mm. I don't know, sometimes I look at it and, and, I, I feel like it's not pushed as much as I thought I had done it or I meant to. So mm. it's kind of a constant battle to, to do something sort of interesting and yeah, and it keeps keep, keep evolving. Yeah, it keeps it fun. Just trying new new stuff. I think like if you just do the same stuff over and over, it's gonna get kind of boring. So it is kind of fun just to try new things and whatnot. And you know, another aspect of your work um, that I've always kind of enjoyed is uh, you kind of some of your photos have a sense of humor to it. Like you'll use like uh, like props a lot of the times. Um, is like using props. Is that something you've kind of always done? And um, when do you kind of pick your uh, shoots to use those props? Does it kind of just depend on what you're trying to convey usually? Um, yeah, yeah. I I think. I think comedy and humor, while it was kind of everything I did back in the day, it's, it's a smaller percentage of what I do. It's something I really enjoy doing. And um, I think having sets and props is, is sort of part of it. You know, also going into a shoot, my my goal is to always, you know, unless it's a big set piece, I always prefer shots that, that use use the human body kind of as an interesting shape rather than bring props and such mm -hmm. but man it's such a it's such like uh i just all, all i want in life is to be able to sleep soundly like the day before a shoot yeah. and if i have like ideas and props and all those things then i know like i know i know at least we have some stuff to try mm. and if if my subject's not totally feeling it at least the props can do some of the work so um, sometimes it's just keeping people moving and keeping them interesting, interested and not, not banking on like one idea or one of anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel so, like, but you, I, I, you feel like you, oh, for, yeah, for, I, for each shoot you, you go in with like a, like a bunch of ideas. You just kind of throw at people. You kind of give yourself backups usually on each shoot. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like um, when I go into a shoot, especially a more conceptual shoot, I usually have some sort of a mood board mm -hmm. of my work and other people's work. Um, if there's some sort of physical comedy or something, we've usually mapped it out and photographed ourselves and posted it and Photoshopped it. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's drawings and layouts of like kind of completed shapes and, and actions. And, you know, I always hope to like, do better than than what I thought ahead of time. I think sometimes it's very dangerous when when um you know exactly what you want and then you get that shot and then you quit because you think you think you you achieved it. And um 
one thing I've had to learn is, is all that means when I got the shot that I set to get is that, that my ass is covered, mm-hmm. that, that if we stop right here, we should be good. But it's such an exciting feeling because it, it just means now I can really start playing and having fun mm-hmm. and not, not worrying and being nervous about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also looking at your website beyond like all the editorial stuff you do, I see you do advertising work as well. Um, with the advertising stuff, um, do you feel like you have a different approach for those shoots or how does it kind of differ? Um, how, cause obviously they're like a bigger production. Um, it, it, you feel like you have a different approach to those shoots or is it just kind of the same thing for you? Yeah, I think these days I do as much advertising as editorial or may, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. And it's a big part of what I do. And there's a lot of phone calls and a lot of, you know, getting on the same page with, with people. Um, I think with advertising, there's a lot more, um, a lot more uh, input, a lot more people, mm-hmm. you know, usually we have an exact layout we're, we're going towards and, and um, more kind of a, agreed about vision. Mm-hmm. So I just try to bring as much as myself into it in terms of suggesting like lighting and create, you know, creative ideas and things. Mm-hmm. But in the end it's, you know, it's a lot of notes and making sure everyone's notes gets addressed and, yeah. and uh, everyone's happy. And, and, and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have jobs that I'm really just there to execute a layout. And then I have jobs, you know, when I work with, with Comedy Central, you know, we bra- we brainstorm ideas and, and, you know, bounce off each other. And and uh, it's very much like an editorial process, okay. you know, so it's kind of different. Yeah, it's different with everyone. Yeah, and with, like, advertising, when you're, like, bidding on these big jobs, um, a, a large part, part of it is, like, putting together treatments. And then you have to get on a conference call with the agency and where you're basically just trying to sell yourself to the client. Um, is that something that kind of took you out to get used to? Um, like, how do you kind of approach those conference calls? Because you're, you feel like you're basically just trying to sell your idea to this client to get to the job, um, which do you feel like that's kind of a big part of it, the advertising stuff when it comes to that? Yeah, I find it easier when I'm selling my idea. Mm. You know, a lot of times there's a very detailed sketch and you're almost selling yourself and how you'd execute like the more complicated a project is, the more I feel like I'm I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. The more like it's it's someone on a white background, and you kind of want to be on a call and say says uh, and say like, uh, you know, uh, I can handle this, and I'm pretty sure everyone else you talk about can handle it. So yeah. just uh, flip a coin and pick one. <laughs> yes, no, you don't say that. No, um, no I think. I think for me, it's it's the part that, that talks about the creative aspect in the execution has always come really easy to me because I, I, um, I think pretty linearly, I, I, I speak pretty, um, pretty, I think I'm, I have quite a bit of a left brain. Mm-hmm. So I feel like helping give confidence of people that I, that I can handle the project and that I'll think through it mm-hmm. and that I'm, I'm going to deliver is... is um, comes pretty natural to me. Mm. The hardest thing for me was learning to express enthusiasm yep. because I think culturally, I don't come from a very like uh, expressive family or culture. Yep. So this idea of 
expressing like enthusiasm and love is felt very phony and it, it was it was hard to do that mm-hmm. and i also um what was difficult more difficult when i was younger was also like you you're just afraid you seem too eager you yeah. know if you express enthusiasm mm-hmm. and um i think that's one of the benefits of being a little bit more established and having done this for a while is that i don't i don't worry about that as much and now it feels very very natural to to tell them how excited i am and how thankful i am to be yeah. um included you know because i shoot a lot of celebrity stuff a, a lot of times with the advertising um they're always concerned that you're just not going to be excited or you're not into it because you're shooting things that aren't maybe as interesting okay. and and i understand them because i feel the same thing because editorially i work with with um with with people who who whose portfolios are full of like a-list stars and things like that mm-hmm. and so even when i'm asking if they want to do some great paying ad job i'm kind of like oh it's not that cool are they going to be okay yeah. well they always are yeah and i'm always i'm always excited to be there and um it's you know it's kind of expressing that and mm-hmm. and um letting them know you're you're not gonna you're not gonna go uh to Hollywood on them or, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. I th- yeah, I think yeah, you learn, you get better at it over time and stuff. And the thing I think I've learned is like, it's better this to be yourself. And you know, you can't cater to every client. Some people are gonna like you. Some people are not. But if you're trying to be phony and have like a fake like enthusiasm, like you said, it's it's not real. So it's like at the end of the day, you're better off just being yourself and talking about the project how you want and. Hopefully you get the job. Sometimes yeah. you do. Sometimes you don't. You never know. That's how I kind of look at it. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, Just give it. Give it your all. And, yeah. and and my issue wasn't even like expressing more enthusiasm. It was just like expressing the enthusiasm I had. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't yeah, even definitely. know how to do that. I know, man. Peter. Yeah. Peter just wants to take pictures, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please. Yeah. Definitely. And you know. When you're working as a commercial photographer and you're shooting advertising and all these big editorial things, um, do you feel it's important to have a rep? Um, when did you kind of decide to team up with somebody to, uh, to partner with when they're representing you? And what were you looking for when you when you found your rep? Yeah, um, I think it is very important to have a rep when you are ready to have a rep. You know, I feel like a rep sort of a catch 22 because um, a rep kind of wants you to be established a certain way and, and have a certain number of clients and work already, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's like, well, I need a rep to get there, yep. you know? And and um, I think, um, what am I trying to say? I guess, like, what, what, what was it like? Yeah. What do you think they, what do they bring to the table for you? And when you're looking for someone to partner with, what are the key things you're looking for when you kind of made that decision? Like, this is the right person. This is who I want to work with. This is who I want yeah. to represent me. And kind of, because at the end of the day, they're selling you. Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing is, is the person themselves, you know, so I'm with, I'm with DS reps, which is Deb Schwartz, um, who's amazing and awesome. Mm -hmm. And then she has, we have several, she has, we have several reps. Uh, we have one in, in 
LA and San Francisco and New York and everybody's amazing. Mm -hmm. So ultimately they're speaking for you and representing you. So you want someone who is just like, well, first of all, it's really good at their jobs from a rep standpoint, Mm -hmm. but also just, just a cool and genuine and, Think, think about this as a long-term relationship over like a short-term money grab, you yeah. know, who, who looked at it the right way. And and just like hearing what everyone thinks about, about Deb, you know, it's like such universal like respect and, and love for her and she's crazy and quirky and, and mm. smart. Yep. And so I think, I think like this is the person who represents you, you know, who, who speaks for you. And, um, and then she's like mama bear too. When she's got your back, she, yeah. she's like got your back, you yeah. know, and to have someone have that much faith in you and love and belief in you, it, it, it really means a lot. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. It's important. Um, and a couple more questions. Is that cool? Yeah, for uh, sure. All right. I'm cool. Just, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, looking at a lot of the work you've done, you've done a lot of work for ESPN, the magazine. Um, you shot all different types of athletes, and you, you've shot for the ESPN, the body issue, um, which is a really popular uh, issue every year. Um, how is your experience working on that? Um, had you photographed, like, nudes before? Um, how is your experience working on the ESPN, the body issue? Um my one ESPN the body issue okay um was 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 great it was um it was i i feel i always i feel fortunate because i have my my athlete was like a climber yeah. or she was a mini gym she she was like a, a she's she's a war vet who who lost the leg and i am going to say afghanistan i'm pretty sure that's correct mm-hmm. um on a helicopter and and so, um, so I feel fortunate that, that by doing climbing, cause I think about all the technical aspects of all the different, the different shots yeah. is that climbing just like push yourself in these like very like muscular holds. And like almost, if you think Greek statue and you think climbing, they're sort of similar, mm-hmm. similar sort of poses and vibes. Yeah. And it really lets me kind of, kind of explore, explore the shot a little bit versus like those, those soccer players jumping and kicking the ball like i can't imagine how difficult that is because mm-hmm. with espn they there's there's basically no retouching and uh since it's a disney company there can't really be any amount of nudity mm-hmm. um and it, i found it actually really challenging in a way and the reason it was hard for me is that i would get in my shot and i'd frame it up perfectly um and and you know it's a little bit into it. We're all a little nervous at first. It's yep. all off to do the whole thing, but you kind of get over it. And then you're trying to do it, do a shot, mm-hmm. and we're just all on the same page, and it's great. Yep. But so what I do is I line up the shot, and it would be the perfect shot. You know, like when you shoot shoot at mm-hmm. you know sports and bodies, like there's the perfect angle that is just like the back muscles are great, the shape is great, the face, everything. It's a great portrait, and you're like but I see things I can't see. <laughs> but then you move to the left a little bit. Yeah. I see it. You move to the left, you move to the left. And then all of a sudden, you're at this point where it's not a good composition anymore. Mm. You're just too far, you're just too far past it. But then you're, you're, you're kid safe at that point. Yep. So it just, it just kind of happened like that over and over where, where it, it can be a little, 
it's challenging because like you just you got the shot mm -hmm. you can't take it but there's you a, know there's like another or, there's another but, element to it than, than a normal shoot it's like a different it's like another thing you're thinking about kind of yeah it, it kind of makes it makes you wish you were in europe or something <laughs> you're like well the human body's beautiful like who cares about it? Yeah. if a guy can go shirtless why can't why can't you know so it's it's uh, there. There's some artificial elements that that make it make it a little bit more more challenging. But mm -hmm. overall, it, it's you know I really admired the body issue for for years and years, and it was it was a huge honor to be able to finally shoot one, and it was a great experience. So. Yeah, definitely, it's awesome. Yeah. It is. I think it's one of their biggest issues of the year, and they only they only hire the best. So I think it's like a it's almost like a benchmark. I know a lot of photographers. That's like a big goal to shoot for that issue because they only use the best guys. You know. Um, but what do you think it is about like shooting athletes and stuff? What do you enjoy about, um, working with athletes? Do you think, cause I know you've shot every, like all types of different professional baseball players, basketball and all types of athletes. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge sports fan. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really just, um, it's just really cool to, I mean, honestly, it's just cool being in all these like stadiums and <laughs> situations and stuff. You know, I've ran the bases at Yankee Stadium, been in the Ivy at Wrigley. You know, it's oh, wow. just it, it's just yeah, it's just like just like amazing. You know, been at the uh, the Hoosier basket, you know, the basketball court, and it's mm -hmm. I can't believe how vertical the whole thing. It felt like yeah. City of Lost Children for for anyone who saw that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think athletes are just they're 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 athletes you know and they're they're um i i think i think i appreciate the aesthetics of the human body and and besides their achievements and all that they're just they're just 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 awesome people to have in front of your camera yeah you definitely. know and, and so yeah because they're like the, so, they're, they're, um, the they're the best at what they do yeah yeah for sure i mean honestly a lot of times i i like being there more than there's always like times where I actually kind of would rather just hang out and I don't even feel like I need to shoot anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you know, so sometimes with someone with athletes, it's like, it's like, you know, it's cool. I get to shoot it, but I just like to meet them and, and just, just be there. And then, yeah, definitely. Like man. That. Just grab, grab a beer yeah. and a hot, grab a beer and a hot dog and just take it in. <laughs> oh man. I would, I would have no career if it's all the time I wish. Cause you know, I love shooting, but yeah. the thing is like, you know, we're all photographers or we're probably all photographers listening to this. Mm -hmm. I don't know about other people, but yeah. I can't like completely relax when I'm shooting, oh. you know, we're thinking about how to make the shot. And then if you get the shot, you're thinking about how do I get a better shot? How do I keep topping it? Mm -hmm. So you can't really enjoy the experience of photographing people, especially when you're dealing with celebrity types where you don't have like, you know you, you you have like a clock that's that's ticking down mm -hmm. so i definitely like meet people that i would i would definitely trade like the same time just to hang out yep. for for the shoot <laughs> uh photo editors probably won't be happy if i if i just say that but you, you know yeah. I, I came back with a great story <laughs> I, um, I hear you man yeah it's tough yeah and, man. you know like when you're shooting these big productions and you got three or four assistants and whatnot um, did it kind of take you a while to get used to managing people? Because at the end of the day, you're running the ship. Is that something you've been natural at? Because once the productions get bigger, 
um, you're you're managing all those different people and kind of telling them what to do. Um, what do you think the kind of key is to like, kind of managing all that? Um, yeah, it, it did. Um, because I'm pretty detail-oriented, I think I used to micromanage things quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And not only is that not a good use of my time, like no sentence ever started with, I love my boss, he micromanages. <laughs> me what a great leader yeah um so yeah it took a long time to to give to have confidence on the other people and just let them manage the situation and and you know as i've gone on i i i've worked with with people with a lot of experience and and many times are a lot more you know i find i i pride myself in being very technical but there's people out there who are way better at it than me mm-hmm. so i just try to surround myself with great people and have trust and you know give give like good direction at the be- beginning of the day good team meetings yeah talk about our goals all, all that good stuff yeah um but uh i i love it i i've been spoiled by having larger crews on a lot of things yeah. where when we have a more scaled back shoot Sometimes, sometimes you miss having all the, all the having stuff. a few extra hands around, or or some people who uh, who will help you, you know, with some of the the production details. Yeah, definitely, man. That's that's awesome. And I guess just to kind of wrap up, um, like looking back at like all the assignments assignments you've done, um, is there like maybe one or two that or this kind of stick out as particularly memorable to you? Um, maybe either just for the experience something you learned or maybe you're just particularly proud of those photos i don't know why this one kind of comes back to me but i i had a shoot at at christopher um christopher walken's house and this would be a much better story if i could do a christopher walken impression (laughs) but uh we had very little time to set up in his guest house and my assistant at the time we got to his house and and uh we knocked on the door and no one, no one answered the door mm. and we kept knocking and waiting and our time was kind of running out. We called the magazine yep. and, uh, finally, uh, the door opened and it was Christopher Walken. Wow. He said, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. It, you know, just listen to your, listen to a Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> His hair was crazy. <laughs> absolutely crazy. His, his, his pants were, pulled up to his, his, his belly button. And I kind of remember him wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm not sure, but he had just gotten off the treadmill. He hadn't heard us. Okay. And, um, and, uh, you know what? It's not even a great story. You just had to be there. No, it sounds um, awesome, man. It's freaking Christopher Walken. You open the door and it's freaking Christopher Walken. That's a good story right there, man. Um, but <laughs> it was a good. It's a bad story, but it was a good image. It no, was. It was kind of a highlight. I love it, man. He's a great guy. Um, but I guess this is kind of my last question. Um, I guess do you kind of have any goals for your photography moving forward? Um, anything you're hoping to work on in the future? I just hope to to. Um continue I don't know just to continue improving on what I'm doing you know I still feel like I have I have a long way to go you know I've been trying to be a lot looser and you know have have a lot more emotion in my photos Mm. um there's a lot of new photography there that I'm I'm very uh I'm very inspired by and and 
I, I feel like, um, I feel like I want to know why I'm inspired by them. I, I can't, I can't quite put my, my finger on it, but I, I think it really has to do with maybe like capturing the spirit of youth or, or now or, or something. It, it's this, this job gets harder and harder as time goes on because I think, um, I used to have such a narrow view of, of what good photography was and yeah. what it wasn't. And now I think it's so, everything is good and everything is not good. And, and, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm always trying to find, uh, find my voice in, in things, yeah. you know, I, like I, I never quite feel like I nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's a work in progress. I like it, man. I think that you, it's like with photography, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like golf or something. You never, you, you never perfect it. You just keep like getting better, but there's no perfecting like, uh, being a photographer or like playing golf or something like that. So it's just like, just keep doing it, keep shooting. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting, man. And, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you, Peter, for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And, uh, for people listening, uh, where's the best, where's the best place to check out your work? Oh, best place to check them out. Oh, it's my plug. I get to do a plug. That's right, plug. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Alex, for having me on, first of all. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, you can Google PeterYang.com. That okay. is my website. And then uh, at YoPeterYang is my uh, Instagram, and I pretty much don't have anything else. Perfect, man. So, I'll, um, I'll link it, and people, yeah. people can check it out. And thank you so much, Peter. Great. Thanks so much, Alex. I, I appreciate it. So there you have it. That was the Peter Yang interview. I want to thank Peter so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him about all his work and experience within photography. I've been a big fan of his work for years, so I know I enjoyed it. Um, so definitely go check out Peter's website at peteryang.com, as well as his Instagram page at yo Peter Yang. Um, definitely go check it out. Lots of cool work. And uh, as always, going forward, just wanted to let you know I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.